Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Daft Roundtable. Before I introduce my guest for today, I just want to say happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everybody. We're nearing the end of the year, so I want to say thank you to everyone who joined us this year, regardless of whether you listen to one episode or all of them. I truly appreciate the support. Thank you. My guest for today is somebody who took matters into his own hands after realizing that access to fish medicine had become nearly impossible here in Canada. After his daughter's beta got sick and he couldn't find any medicine, the veterinary doctor Christopher Chandru was left with no option but to open a lab in his house and begin creating fish medicine. In this episode, we find out what were the driving forces that made this endeavor happen. We talk about consciousness in fish and the next steps for the Canadian fish vet. Without further ado, please help me welcome Dr. Chris, the Canadian fish vet. Dr. Chris, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Fatty. Yeah, I'm <laughs> super excited to do this. So, um, so first of all, can you tell us uh, basically how did the Canadian fish vet start? Um, actually, let's take a step back. Yeah. Before the Canadian fish vet, you said you do a mobile, uh, like you work with dogs and cats, but through a mobile app, sort of. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit about that, how you got into that process and that came before the Canadian Fish Vet? You got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah let's, let's walk through the story and then we'll kind of get to how the Canadian Fish Vet came to be. Yeah, one yeah. thing led to another. You know, I was, um, uh, was practicing out west, I came to Ottawa, nice. and, um, and then I was at a wonderful clinic named Orleans Vet, and I was there, and one day... And this is a brick and mortar uh, clinic, okay, uh, you know, just yeah. uh, uh, just what you would think of when you think of a vet clinic. And um, one day, I was in the back room in the pharmacy, and uh, I was looking at cabinets, thinking about something, and all of a sudden, everything went sideways, like my vision. Okay. Like, like, like you just like your vision stage, yes. something fell on you. I, I started. I took off my glasses, and started rubbing it. Okay. My shirt, and I remember I asked my colleague, and his name was Kirk. Do you see something different there? Or is it just me? And he goes, No, man, it's you. So I go to the mall up, um, <laughs> who makes the glasses? Who makes the prescription? Uh, not an ophthalmologist, the uh, optometrist. Optometrist, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, and uh, she gets really quiet. And she says, um, you know, I think your retina detached and you should go wow. to the hospital. And so she goes, now. And I go, <laughs> well, now, so, like now. it's urgent. Yeah. yeah. So I go to the hospital and um, I promise you, this is leading to why I'm a mobile. Oh, no, yeah, for sure, yeah. You know, yeah and for then sure. I go to the hospital, and then uh, I meet Dr. Britton, amazing um, ophthalmologist, and or his uh, intern, at least. Um, and they looked at the eye, they confirmed it, and they say, well, you need surgery now. No, no, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And so before I know it, uh, I'm in surgery. I'm getting a silicone band placed around my eyeball to try to push the retina back into um, uh, the back of the eye so I don't lose vision. And I have the surgery and I say, well, hey, when can I go back to work, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, next week you should be fine. Okay, so it wasn't, no, it wasn't fine, okay. It wasn't, it was okay. months and months wow. of recovery. Like I had a zombie eye and every time, like it looked like a zombie eye and every time I would turn my head quickly, I'd get this migraine, this headache. And so I had to, eventually uh, I gave up my spot at, um, uh, this is the one you were practicing back in. Yeah, yeah, Orleans. This is in Ottawa. Okay, and okay. and uh, you know what? And you know, you do anything long enough, and you start to get your own take on it, your own for opinions sure, on it. Sure. And so I definitely had my own take and my own opinions of, of, of just that just suited me, my personality. And for me, it was like mobile, become a mobile vet. And why do that? Well, I did some research, and really, other than one of my good friends who at that time was doing like palliative she does like okay. this really advanced palliative care um 
there wasn't anyone doing like medicine, problem solving, long term, um, sit down, connect, talk, talk an hour with someone right. uh, on one thing and be in their home, be Same a guest. History. Right. That's right. That's right. And, and, and so we started it, uh, Tara, um, Brazo and I, and, and before we knew it, um, it just took off because it was an unmet need. Right. And so and and so she, it was driving Miss Daisy. You know, I had a patch on my eye. <laughs> I couldn't drive, and she was driving. And so we just started. So we started it because we needed a change, wanted something different. Felt that there was a different way for us to involve ourselves in the veterinary uh, industry as practitioners, and just made it our own. So the way it works is, um, people go onto the app, say. Uh, take an appointment and you drive to their house and you go meet their uh, dog or cat or have you done any other animals or yeah. mostly dogs and cats yeah mostly dogs and cats for the vet mobile um we've occasionally seen um other species uh we've done one tank side uh um aquarium okay. <laughs> so so far awesome. in Ottawa. Yeah. um yeah and so they they yeah they find us um they find us through youtube they find us through wherever and uh, or it's mostly through word of mouth and they're like, I like that. I want that. It's easier. Yeah. For sure. So you are on YouTube for the mobile app? Yeah. But, you know, when we started the first year, this is all before coronavirus, which is, of course, you know, we would bring camera gear and stuff with us and we would video for some people what we were doing and we would create stories because that, that, that's what we that's, really yeah. felt, you know, okay. it was getting into people's lives, being a storyteller, who is this companion in their lives, learning who they were. That's what I love about it. No, for sure. You're not waiting in line at the vet office. And and, 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 and as you mentioned earlier, there's no stress on the animals. And, and you're meeting the people in... Like, you're meeting the animal as the animal is, not oh. in a stressful situation. Well, and you're getting, yeah. yeah. You know what it is? Like, you're, you're a guest in someone's home. Yeah. So the way that you are is different. Your demeanor is different. Sure. You're truly... A, like, you feel like a guest in their home. Okay. And so there's a way that you walk. There's a way that you move. There's a way that you talk as a guest. And I think that animals pick up on that there sure. you know yeah and, and so it, it's a very relaxed natural way to access people and their pets and and help that's them. awesome that's amazing I love yeah that. Okay. yeah and then so from there you did that for a couple of years and then you used to opened up the canadian fish vets with yeah it's a story um so, yeah, yeah we did, for, we, did for two, <laughs> we never did it for two three years i mean fish have come in and out of my life i mean there's I, if i have to define i was thinking about it today you know there, there was four i think major defining things we need to hear them okay yeah, yeah from here and then yeah. they, you know and the, and there's um some of them are like good happy stories some of them are sad stories but they're all good in that they've just led to what's happening right now with canadian fish vet okay. i mean i could start with like the most recent which is like how how it started canadian fish vet how this whole thing got started you know it, yeah. it's been a year in development and then just launched and it's uh like just like the mobile vet care yeah it's the same thing like when we launched that we didn't advertise. We didn't do anything. People found us, and it was word of mouth. It was a true unmet need. And this was about a year ago now? Uh, for the vet mobile, this is like going about three and a half years now. Okay. And for the fish service that we have, same thing. We just put it out, Okay. and people found and us. It was an unmet need. need. Perfect. An unmet need. And yeah. so we're just, we're just finding these niches where there's this mass routine. People who really desire care for their companions, regardless of the species, people can have a relationship. Doesn't matter if you got scales, doesn't matter if you're warm blooded, cold blooded, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's this like naturalized 
um, thing that happens between a person who cares and this companion that's in their life and it's beautiful, you know? It brings out humanity, like the, the truth of who we are, right? Yeah, right? exactly, get it, get yeah. It. yeah. Um, and so with Canadian Fish Vat, you know, I mean, that's how it started. It actually started with like a, just a very human story so pandemic hit so when was this last year last spring yeah like march of L last march something like that yeah <laughs> what am i doing last last march um i am so canadian fish vet um very human story you know it was like um 2019 um 2020 um i'm thinking 2020 you know 2020 it's gonna be i had a vision issue 2020 is gonna be my year yes all right it's time a good right. year yeah um, um <laughs> everything clarified all this turned out to be true but not in the way that you were thinking oh my god <laughs> not in the way i was thinking okay at all um and the um so what am i doing you know pandemics happening we're hearing things through news how do I know that coronavirus is going to be a real thing? And how I long is it staying for? And how long is it staying <laughs> for? I started to get emails from my licensing body that was like, if you have any surgical masks, please consider donating them to your hospital. And this is before everything had hit. So I was starting to get a feeling that it was getting big. <laughs> it was getting big. This was, uh, wow, okay. This yeah. was prior to anyone, toilet paper disappearing. This was all hey, before. So you had, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. had like a hint that it was coming. Three weeks. Wow. I, I clued into it about three weeks before things started to disappear. Okay. And what I started thinking was, oh, if this happens, um, A, I have got a family that I want to take care of. For sure. My protocols, I need to figure stuff out. B, um, there are, I, for a fact, I know of patients I already know and have who are with my clinic that they need care. All these little kitty cats, all these dogs, they need yeah. care. And, and, and if care was to shut down... Um, that for me wasn't acceptable, right? So what I did is started researching, stayed up late at night, would figure out my protocols, figure out the front room, figure out disinfectants, figure out just all the PPE. Um, we made the assumption that it would be a, yeah, he does that. I, I think he wants to be in, in, in the He show. wants to be in the shot. Yes. Come on, Wesley. <laughs> come on, come on, big boy. Whoa. There we go, okay. Wesley. Everybody Hi, Wesley. meet Wesley. Everybody meet Wesley. The, um, who is actually a toy poodle, but with COVID hair. So <laughs> yeah. a friend of mine, yeah, a, a client of mine is going to help uh, us groom him uh, uh, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, he's with COVID hair. Yeah. He's, he's a cool dude. Um, and from his nails. Um, and so like this whole pandemic is, is happening and uh, ended up being the least of your worries. Of my worries. Okay, amazing. Least of my worries, right? Because... Um, what the traditional way to say it would be, um, I had uh, unexpectedly uh, joined the statistical ranks of a pandemic divorce. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't even like using that word really because it's it just not, sorry, it's not accurate to kind of like my feelings about it. Um, but that happened. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It, it was just one of those things where before you know it, so many things in your world and your life will change. You didn't expect it to. Um, a lot of things about your future that were kind of written um, are no, just they evaporate. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, um, you know, just a relationship had run its cycle. Um, and by the way, you know, when I talk about this, it's, it's in no way, shape or form am I referring to anything about my um uh, my ex, my, sure, my yeah. children's uh, mom, yeah. uh, but I will talk about the, because it leads to Canadian Fish Vet, the institution 
of divorce. Okay. What that is like, what that system is like. Yeah. It's not for normal people. It's not for normal people. Um, and so that happened. So midway through all of this, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, just, just, this isn't me. This isn't for me. Um, separation, everyone has their own right to make autonomous choices and that's okay. But the methodology that you go through, mm, no, 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 this, this is, this is not good. So okay. halfway through this, uh, my, in the summertime, my daughter has a beta. And I got her this beta because I, I just I needed to you know fit. distract her. I, I just I mean, no she was she they're they're doing good and that's a whole other story. Uh, uh, and then um, so we got this beta. It's this beautiful little platinum beta. This little fish. It's her pet. Okay. I didn't know it at the time, but he came with a little bit of an illness that blossomed into a larger illness, and so we needed to make him better. Pardon me. And um, Daddy, can can you help uh, uh, my beta Juice? His name is Juice, and Juice Junior. And I'm Juice like Junior. yeah, Juice Junior. I'm like of course we can. So I go yeah. to PetSmart. And I look for medication, like the one I used to get as a kid yeah. in the pet store. Get some medication. Anyway. Nothing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, it's coronavirus. Uh, so it's just the di distribution thing. We were having the same issues for some stuff in the clinic. I went to go visit my parents in London, Ontario. I go to visit that pet smart. Nothing. Nothing. So I'm like, mm, what's up and with this? This is around 2020. 2020. Right? Okay. This is 2020. Okay. Summertime 2020. I'm like, and I can't fail this little girl. With yeah, little beta. This is the only thing. Yeah, so. no, right. Yeah. It, 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 this little beta is as of uh, as is of equal emotional significance to the kitty cat, to, to anything, the dog, of to course. anything, of course. to anything. Yeah. These and children, first pet or, or one of the first few pets that you're gonna. It's it's a either are you gonna get more into animals or are you gonna decide this it's not for you like that's a pivotal moment for a child, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a pivotal moment. Exactly. Yeah. It's a pivotal pivotal moment of when. The chips are down. Do yeah. we come and enact and become shepherds and guide and help sure. uh, uh, the, the, the these companions, Definitely, right? Yeah. And whether it be a fish or whether it's a dog, mm -hmm. and so, uh, so there's no meds anywhere. So I start like everyone else googling, yeah. and I'm like, and then, and that's when I found out through looking at the message boards. For a couple of years, uh, all the fish meds were removed by Health Canada. I do understand why they did it. But I'm here to say, as a veterinarian with like the feet in the trenches, day to day working, um, we weren't informed. Like okay. there was I, no. That's direct... actually, I, yeah. Okay, no. Keep go. Go ahead. I actually had a question. Did, did yeah. you guys know? So I guess you answered. No. You guys didn't know. No. And then, none. what do you think of them? Kind of just banning them instead of regulating them as well. Um, so my major issue, especially as a vet, but. It also goes into my relationship with this species. Before I was a vet, when I was in graduate school working with the species, is um, if you are a sentient being, and therefore if you can suffer, if you have the ability to suffer, and you are being um, uh, uh, taken care of by people, uh, the, there's an onus of an animal welfare standard that we as veterinarians and as people um, should have and so to take away all the medication but then not put in place uh, or implement a plan or an education plan to like hello veterinary industry these are this is a whole this is a there are hundreds of thousands of 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 these fish yeah that are pets and they're going to and, get sick and they're going to get sick <laughs> yeah. in your province and all of a sudden there's now no education or awareness to provision for me it, essentially it was just a huge animal welfare hole a big yeah. unmet need and so i was sitting around with my daughter and i looked at her and i said 
someone's got to take care of this. Someone's got to fix yeah. this. And it was at that moment that I was like, well, this someone is me. One on me, yeah. It's me because, and, and what happened was, you're related back to this whole, you know, changing of relationship and family uh, law and all this stuff. What happened was it became something that I grabbed onto because it became something that instead of insecurity, instead of divisiveness, instead of a lack, instead of destroying, crumbling, taking away, it was something of building and growth and creativity and wholeness. Yeah. And I needed that. Yeah. And so this whole Canadian fish vet started through this whole process of just needing to do this. And, people, and sometimes people ask, you know, why is it free? Like you go on the website and yeah. my analysis is free. It simply is a way of creating something that is abundant and real and different than my uh, recent experience qualitatively. Like however you want to think about it, whether it's like qualitatively, spiritually, whatever. It's just something that I could make to help. And um, it was a single phrase that would just make it, it would just like pain into purpose. So you had to put it somewhere. That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's very interesting. Yeah, put and it then, somewhere, yeah. And, yeah, and, 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 and again, like also making it free is probably getting you a lot more data than you would if you were charging, right? This is <laughs> the truth. Yeah. I learn every single day. I'm getting such data of What's your water quality? Uh, what are your parameters? What are the common illnesses in this local area that we're seeing? What are the common species that are being kept? I don't think that data is, at least by like a veterinarian in this area, has been done. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. not in any area. I don't think like there yeah. has been, um, even before COVID and even before the the like the regulations by Health Canada to remove the, the fish medication, there has still, I think, been a lack of um, Maybe because we had the medicines in store, there there was nobody really taking their fish to the vets, or or maybe it's just that idea that it's just a fish that yes it'll die and it'll get a new one. But there was always kind of a, a, a like a, a lack of of understand not understanding, but maybe um, amount of people studying or or wanting to to uh, to study fish. Yes, and and I'm sure that there's many reasons for that. One being you can't really touch them, you can't. Yes. Um, you, you're, you're viewing them from behind the, like an aquarium or in water. Yeah. So what, so obviously that makes it a lot harder than dealing with dogs and cats. And so what was, what was your motivation to kind of, it is going to be me to do this? <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, and are they deserving of animal welfare? You know, you can value them many different ways, right? right. Um, but my particular way is if you have the ability to experience fear, psychological stress or pain, then that's in my wheelhouse. You know, that's something yeah. that I have the ability to um, engage and, um, and and help. And um, and where did that happen? Well, that we're going back to the '90s now. We're yeah. going back to like '98, '99, and I was looking for something to do. I didn't know what I was gonna do, so I hopped in my Mazda 3T3. Uh, it was the '90s, of course, so I had like I think Smashing Pumpkins in the five CD disc player. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> up the highway, I went from my parents' house in London, Ontario, and ended up in Guelph. I ended up in this building, uh, Animal and Poultry Science, and started looking at the walls of stuff to do. Different professors you could work with and stuff like that. I just finished uh, an undergrad degree. I didn't know what I was doing, and then. It just so happened there was one guy, Rich Macchia. I saw his name. He did something on fish, something about fish, phys, fish physiology, which I was, you know, interested in, and uh, knocked on his 
door and he happened to be there. Later that I know, it was kind of rare that to knock and say he was actually there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, no, he was there and he just happened to be looking for someone. I didn't have the best grades. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have the best grades in the world back then, but we connected. You yeah. know, I was just this the kid. Love of fish. Love of fish. I was just this kid. I showed up yeah. at the right time, right place. Mm -hmm. And from there, we entered into this very unique project, which was a discussion and research about the existence of pain, stress, and fear in fish in terms of sentience. Okay. Are they actually, do they actually have consciousness and do these states of consciousness is it something that directs their behavior does it exist and i have to tell you answering like trying to do this work in the late 90s it's exactly what you said uh, fatty it was like it's just a fish why would you even study that study that right um, yeah you know i remember walking the halls and i would tell um you know, some people, met, what, yeah. what, what I was doing, and some of them would like kind of smirk. They would yeah, be like, like what are you doing? You're studying fish. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you doing? What is this? What's Why would you, yeah. what is the point of that? Why would you even do that? Mm -hmm. It isn't a legitimate um, focus to study. And then three years later, um, three years later, I couldn't, no matter how much I tried, I could not make a compelling argument of why a fish could not feel pain, could not experience stress, or could not reasonably be sentient. So you could not make an argument for why they are not? Yes. So you believe that they are? Yes. Perfect, okay. And there's reasons for that. Uh, yeah. and, and those reasons dip into, you know, there's an evolutionary part to this of what is a nervous system? How does a nervous, what are the properties of a nervous system? How does a nervous system function, at least in mammals? There is a, um, a behavioral component, there is a neurochemical component, uh, and bringing all of this information together, um, I felt the arguments were really compelling. It is now 2021, I haven't seen anyone to this day produce any work, any real work that has proven it otherwise. People have tried, um, and it's, it's quite easy to pick apart those um, arguments. Quite easy. There's no data. Somebody in the, I think it was in the UK, just announced that they have officially proven. I think it was octopuses and crabs. Yes. And all of that are indeed sentient. Someone, one so, of my clients, told me about that yeah, today. Yeah. So there you, know, you go. So I start. Yeah. They're they're struggling to prove that they're not. You know what we call that? We call that convergent evolution. So as mammals, you know, we have a neocortex. We, for various reasons, believe it's the thalamocortical system that where consciousness is experienced or generated. But with convergent evolution, what that means is that even though your brain isn't exactly formed like a person's brain, is not the function. If consciousness is part of the inherent function of that part of the nervous system, then could it not show up in other ways for the same function, yeah. uh, in, in the same ways, convergent evolution? And um, that's very interesting. Yeah, and and some of us would say uh, yes, it makes sense. Long story short, some of us believe that consciousness, in fact, is evolutionary, very old. It was has been around for a long time. Way longer than humans. Way longer than people. It doesn't, you know, and people are just like, you know, you could call it like the uh, the peak, uh, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't there in different forms, shapes, complexities. 
um, before humans hit the stage. It's a very, what I would call, anthropocentric way uh, of viewing things to believe that only humans could be conscious and nobody else, For sure. nothing else, you know? Yeah. Something to do with power as well, right? Like, yeah. if, we, if, we, if we believe we're the only ones that are conscious, we could put all these animals as below us. Or... Very convenient to yeah. do that. Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, I see that. All right, so in that case, back to the Canadian fish yes. uh, vet uh, story. So, um, so you told your daughter, I'm going to be the one to do this. Yeah. And where did it go from there? All right, so now there's no medication. So it's like... So now there's like, no, there's no medication. There's no medication anywhere. Um, and so it's like, well, how do we fix that? And so I'm like, okay, well, I gotta, we got to make a lab. We got to figure out how to do this. And so then just like anyone else, I would Google. And then what do you find when you Google? You find doses and applications all across the show, everywhere. And some people say use this dose, people say use that dose. And um, you would use it in the food or in the water or during a bath. There's just no consistency. It's not to say that these things don't work. It's just there's no consistency. There's um, no one protocol for how these things are done. That's right. And the dose rates are all, 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 are all over the place. So I um, started educating myself and found certain texts I could read. And even within those texts, dose rates are all over the place. Medications that you would use, pardon me, are all over the place. And, um, and so even with treating my daughter's own beta, there was uncertainty. What's the dose? Is it too much? Is it too yeah. little? What, here's the temperature of the water. Here's the characteristics. How, what's the frequency? How many days? There's so many variables that people There's are considering. So many variables. For sure. And so I wanted to, as I would do for any dog or cat, standardize according to what fits the needs of most patients. And this has not been done before. Um, as far as you found online, not in a yeah. way that is accessible to pet uh, owners. Okay. Yeah, to, to fish keepers. So, is there another maybe like set of like literature that humans like not? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that uh, like pet keepers don't have access to that vets do. Not much. Not much. Not much. Okay. I had to seek it out. I had to find okay. it. I found one place. Uh, there was actually a fish vet in um, Australia, awesome. Richmond Low. Uh, cool dude. He had a YouTube channel, which is how I found him. Okay. And uh, and then uh, I called him up, and uh, he did uh, made constructed a lecture for a couple hours um, wow. for me and Tara. Tara is a registered vet technician cool. who is essential in building Hundred X Vet, like the mobile and yeah. Canadian fish vet. It's and called. Sorry, what was the name of the Hundred uh, X Vet? Yeah, we always said so. Hundred X Vet, if you're not yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and so he did this uh, online lecture for us. We learned from there, we learned from text, and surely, and then I figured out what tools I had access to, and then, um, and then I started to put it together, and then I contacted some lab companies to get me gear to um, make certain medications in the right form, combine them in certain pharmacies, and I heard a lot of no's, like there's a lot yeah, of people so was, yeah, so, who didn't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah. And then I just kept, you know, what did they say? No is just the first, um, it, it's just the first no you're going to get. Before the yes. Before the yes. <laughs> and so I just kept the, on going. And I found a few key people. Um, one of the labs, you know, to get beakers and stuff to, to make liquid medications and stuff. Um, they're kind of like, no, we don't want to give you anything because you just want to order masks and PPE for coronavirus okay. and I had to write back and I'm like no I don't want any of your stuff I already have my own stuff I, just, I want some beakers and <laughs> yeah. my flasks and um so these are things that, okay yeah. yeah 
And so right here on this table uh, is where we would uh, don our PPE, uh, figure out uh, certain dilutions, figure out dosages. And in my house right now, what do I have? I have just, they're all um, quarantine tanks. Quarantine tanks. All my tanks are like, quarantine tanks. Yeah, no, for sure. Because yeah. we had to, how does it dissolve? What does it look like? Here's the other thing. Whenever I send a medication home for a dog or cat, this is the label, this is the bottle, this is exactly how to use it, this is the side effects, this is what you look for, this is how you know it's successful, here's the dose right here, here's the frequency, here's the amount that you use, right? Fish medicine, Easy. Mm, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. And so I needed to um, show that, show its safety before I could uh, prescribe it. Prescribing, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and so all that happened, and the, you know, so it took about a year to put everything together from educating ourselves, which is we're still in process of, and then developing the medications and basically, what we tried to do is, let's say, whatever was previously available, um, you know, manufacturer did some good work. Uh, so, for example, you know, you had stuff like Genual Cure, you had um, products from Seachem, Ikari, basically. Stuff like IcX. Stuff and... like IcX. Yeah. And so what we did is sort of make the veterinary equivalents to, to those. So you've already recreated these products? Yeah, we, we've taken the... Um, uh, ingredients from the literature, the scientific literature, and um, put that together in the right ratios and done it that way. And so, um, Very interesting. yeah, 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 yeah. Very interesting. Uh, and so, and we're still doing it. There's still, we get requests uh, monthly in terms of, hey, how about this? How about that? Here's my application. And we're like, yes, because the whole point of this is to really serve the needs of people and their companions. And, uh, and so what people need is what we're going to try to do. Awesome. So yeah. so let's walk through like the process of how this works. So I have a sick fish. Yeah. I'm gonna go online. I'm gonna go to yeah. CanadianFishVet.com. Yeah. Is that yeah? Okay. Yeah. CanadianFishVet.com. Yeah. You know what it was almost I called? Know. It was almost called the. We were coming up. Okay. I played in bands before you played in bands. Yeah. So I was almost. <laughs> so the musical influence. I was almost gonna be called the Devonian. Devonian the era, Devonian, yeah. which is where like all those uh, you know Cambrianic fish were coming the through. Devonian all fish, that. Yeah, yeah. Devonian <laughs> fish, and yeah. we're gonna use that for the logo and all this stuff. And it ended up happening right out of time, but that was the some of the inspiration. You know what? It, yeah. It's a great name, but yeah. I think this might be easier for people's location. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when someone googles, I need a fish vet, like Canadian fish vet. This is right exactly now. what happens. That's it. Yeah. Canada, we don't have meds. I need a vet. I need. I have fish. Um, Canadian fish. fish vet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. people to find it, right? No, for sure. Um, so yeah, so you, you go, I, I go on Canadian Fish Vet and then there's, uh, I already looked it up actually, so there's like an option um, of like, uh, get a free, um, yeah. what, what's the word I'm looking yeah. for? Uh, um, assessment. Assessment, yes, thank you. Like a yeah. consul free consultation. Yeah, this is right? what had yeah. to happen. How did that even come about? I yeah. Mean, so, okay, let's think about a normal um, vet, vet clinic, visit, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a clinic, it's got uh, multiple walls. You will walk in, there's a reception, there's a multitude of receptionists behind them, on the shelves, there will be various food products or a whole boutique with many products, food, nutraceuticals, uh, uh, collars, leashes, all this uh, um, uh, um, equipment. There's a weigh scale. Then you're going to go to the back. There's a gigantic pharmacy for dogs and cats, heartworm medication, dick medications, antibiotics, mm -hmm. anti-inflammatories, uh, analgesics, um, all these things. Then you're going to go back. There's a surgery ward. There are m multiple exam uh, um uh, exam rooms, um, you've got uh, kennel staff, you've got registered, tech vet, uh, registered vet technicians, you have veterinarians, you have an overhead in that, uh, let's just call it a business. So this is a yeah, about a vet clinic in terms of a business. It right? is a business. Let's yeah. talk about it that For way. Sure. Yeah. You have an overhead that means that there's a certain cost that has to happen 
for an exam. And there's a certain cost that needs to be there for medication, food, all these things. These things were designed for dogs and cats. This structure was not designed for aquarium fish. For and sure. so the standard procedure of bringing a, having a fish seen by a vet, and then the structure around that fish in terms of how do I keep my doors open? How do I pay all my staff? How do I yeah. pay my stuff? It wasn't built for a fish, right? And so, it's, so the whole thing with medication being um, banned and then that's not being told. The other part of it was like, well, even if we did find out, the education isn't there unless you're really motivated to find to develop find it, it. To look at it, yeah. And then the cost structure, you know, if you're gonna, you know, for what, what's my cost structure? I think I'm 97.50 for a dog or cat to see them. Um, and that doesn't include the mobile fee. And, um, Is that per hour? Uh, I'm there for between an hour and 90 minutes, yeah. Um, and then... And, and, Which, and, I mean, that's a really good, I mean, yeah. if you go into a vet clinic, you're paying it, what, at least $400, $300, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. To, yeah. just for him to say hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. my style, yeah. it, it's, it's definitely an in-depth problem-solving yeah. uh, discussion that's emotionally intelligent. It's very emotionally intelligent. Um, and so for fish, it's like, well, how do we provide vet care for this species where you can't bring your tank. Yeah. Bringing a fish into a clinic is just like bringing a stressed, any stressed pet, that caught doctor cat into, they don't want to go into the carrier. It's not their choice. They don't want a car ride. They don't want a waiting room. And for fish, their oxygen supply is running lower, lower, lower. I was just lower. gonna say, and the water, the parameters are changing, right? The, the ammonia is going up. Ammonia is going up and up and up. Everything's changing. Yeah, so sure. the act of the visit itself for a sick is patient it is absolutely putting a type of stress on them, both environmentally, physiologically, um, that um, makes it worse for your patient. So it doesn't work out for a normal clinic financially, and it doesn't work for the pet, so how to solve it? Yeah. The solution was to meet the fish keeper in the middle. Right. And what I mean by that is we developed, so then coronavirus, okay, one more piece of the story. Coronavirus happened. What happened with coronavirus was for the very first time since the inception of vet medicine in North America, our licensing bodies finally legalized and authorized telemedicine in which you could prescribe if you have a reasonable, what's called a vet client pet relationship. And what that means is if I have certain, a dialogue and data an understanding, a true understanding of what's in a pet's best interest and what the diagnosis is, I can really reasonably prescribe. So that was actually another question I had for you. So you are allowed to be doing it, like you are allowed to illegally prescribe uh, medicine to fish? If it wasn't for the okay. changes through coronavirus, then it wouldn't have been, a, it wouldn't it have been possible. possible. Okay. And so, um, so all these changes happened. So Natty wants her beta to be better. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus happens, changes stuff in the industry, and I'm coming together with like all this stuff that I have to turn into something else. I gotta turn, I gotta turn all this turmoil into something very creative. Yeah. And so, and then there it is. And then now to make it financially work for people, it's like, we need the, I need the fish keeper to meet, meet me in the middle. And what that means is I need them to pull on the rope. And what that means is the system, we have to think about an algorithm of what do we need to hear from someone and see from someone to, for me to very, um, in a very efficient way, 
to come up with a reasonable differential diagnosis for, for their pet fish. And so we developed this form, almost like a survey system, where they can go through, give all the information, upload images and video, and go through a set of history and questions that allow me very quickly to figure out, is this person experienced or not? Do they know how to test their water or not? So it's an, envi an environmental problem. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, they got all that stuff down. A lot of people have all that stuff down. Um, or uh, is there a description, a clinical description that's showing up that's one of, like, one of the big three, one of the big four right, like, categories? Like, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, and then very quickly through that, being able to... So what do I do for dogs and cats? Then I write down my differentials, then I write down a reasonable plan. I had to think in my brain what all these reasonable plans were ahead of time and been able to have a system where instead of rewriting the book every single time, which is what we essentially we do for dogs and cats, being have that knowledge so I can like drag it's this, drop, this and this, slide. it's gonna be this is your this is your solution. Yes, yes. Okay. And the um, awesome thing about it then is the now the price point. Right now it's free. For right. personal reasons, I just wanted it to be, and then yeah. it's good research, and I get to learn a lot more. Exactly, you're collecting data. Collecting data, yeah. right? and, and and so it, it, you know, it's now not a dog and cat overhead. It is something specific for the fist industry, and I feel I feel it works, and it does work because we get um, uh, we receive uh, cases daily. Uh, daily, daily, right now, awesome. So so are you? No awesome. advertising. It just spread no, just through the. Yeah. It just spread through people like you, Fatty, right, and yeah. uh, who were just like, "Oh, you're doing that." Uh, one of the first people I talked to was that actually Canada PetSmart, and they were there, okay. and uh, uh, they've got there's a, a cool guy in there named Zach, and um, he was like, "Yeah, we need this." Yeah, and exactly. someone's got to do it. So and so uh, and, and, and I think, way. yes. Yeah. yeah, all word of mouth. Okay, that's very awesome. Yeah, I yeah. know that we at Critter Jungle have also been sending people your way, so hopefully that's, that's been helping I, as well. I really like Critter Jungle. Yeah, yeah. It's, awesome. it's, it's, it's a great place to be for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so then, before we continue on to the questions, how can um, how yeah. can the community help you? How can fish keepers help you make this make these medicines more accessible for us? Do you need more people to be reaching out to you and sending you their pets? Do you need like how can how can the community help you? Okay, um, I can get, I know, uh, like, it's been so, okay, here's another thing. Okay. Um, right now, there's kind of a vet shortage. There's not enough vets per pet to go around. Wow. And so, so many of us are, as Gordon Ramsay would say, on Kitchen Nightmares, in the shit. Yeah. We're in the shit. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that. Yeah. It took a, it was, you're, you're a busy man. Yeah, right? I'm sure, yeah. Right? I mean, you, yeah. you call me, yeah. right? You texted me, yeah. and, and you were on my mind. No, for sure. And yeah. how long did I take to get back to you? Yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, no, for sure. It like, took like two, three weeks for us to schedule this. Like, I didn't forget about you. I, I don't just, doubt it. <laughs> just, I had to like resurface because the amount of incoming right now, it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's intense. No, I don't um, doubt it. I, I can see it. I can see it in even like, no, for sure. Yeah. And so what it means is that like my goal for Canadian fish bed would, you know, fast turnaround. But now I'm like three, four days, which is too slow for me okay. um, for fish. And um, I think that, uh, so how, how, how can I help better? I know that I want to actually, right now, the whole Canadian fish vet, it's me and a technician, and uh, we're doing everything uh, ourselves, and and so we need help. Uh, there's, there's one guy already who, I need people involved in different places in it to help grow it and make awesome. it very useful. Yeah. Because um, it's two people doing it, and 
I, um, I need people to help grow it. Um, so that's one major thing. <laughs> so if you're interested in working with this yeah, man yeah. Or, or, yeah. or helping him out with yeah, the yeah. Canadian Fish Pet, reach out. Um, we'll put all of his information both in his show notes and at the end of the show. Awesome. But yeah, um, so so you're, okay, so I guess you have the, the amount, of, the influx of, of patients is coming yeah. in. They're perfectly fine then. Yeah. Okay. So we won't be out. No. <laughs> and it's great because no, it's for every patient, it's a new interaction, new person. Um, people are giving great feedback and data to, hey, I did this. Uh, nitrate, my ammonia or nitrite levels went up this, meaning that, oh, we thought that medication maybe wouldn't have affected uh, the nitrifying bacteria, but, but maybe it did in this yeah. in this scenario. But then you look at the literature, and this is shouldn't. This is homegrown data. This is like building a database, problem building solving, a, a you know, problem solving. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the dog or cat world would be, oh, I didn't think that was going to happen. And so the vet's going to call the company, make a report, and it goes on a big list. Yeah. It's building this database of what works. Yeah. And How many times has this happened? What's, yes. what, what breed of dog was it? So this I assume the same exact, thing, yeah. what species of fish was it? So then yeah. um, uh, earlier you mentioned like seeing what kind of problems we have commonly here and seeing what kind of fish. So is there a, a specific, first of all, species that you notice you see more of? And then is there also a specific problem you see more of than, than everything else? Like is there a, a, a maybe like, I want to say a local problem, yeah. but is it like a, yeah. A, yeah? I, I, you know, I, what's going to be cool for us is like, I, I really want us to do part two and part three. Oh, we definitely <laughs> will. No, yeah, stay yeah, tuned. There's definitely that's yeah, yeah, yeah. happening. Yeah. And, then, and we can get yeah. down into uh, some cool cases. Yeah, what do people love. love? Yeah. What do people love? They love their betas. They love their betas. Love I was betas. expecting it. I was expecting it to be. So, so yeah, they love their betas. Usually, or my, my, my yeah. theory on this is, yeah. is if you're keeping a tank, usually you have like yeah. multiple different community fish. You're not mm. going to pick them out one by one. You're not going to know the difference. But when you have a beta, that's an yeah. individual that there, there's a personality there. Yeah. There's usually have names. Yeah. There's so, so, yeah. so betas are what you're seeing most of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A betas. Okay. There's betas. And then there's what else? Equal proportion would be, I see, we see a lot of tanks of uh, African cichlids. Okay. We see a lot of those. Uh, some angelfish, discus. And those kind of come in as like a tank as a whole, like the tanks going down, or do you still see them as individual fish? Both. Both. Tank okay. and individual. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Okay. Um, yeah. Word got out that we see axolotls. Um, it's because it's on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on the Instagram. It's on the Instagram. And so that's a work in progress for me. It's the okay. same thing. I'm like, I'm learning it, doing it, how medications so, work. And um, so is it something you were. Axolotls? Yeah. Unintentionally. Okay. And But here it is. There it is. Who's going to do it? Yeah. Who's going to do it? No Someone's got to do it, right? Awesome. Um, and so... Uh, I can what, give you my two cents on that after the episode. Yes, yeah. please, please. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what else? Um, uh, and then tetras, guppies, um, all basically, all species, corridors, uh, all species kind of represented, actually. Um, yeah. uh, you some, ever see fish? No. no. Am I going to be the first person to use yeah. <laughs> I think we've had one uh, shrimp um, and then. Um, like a neocaridina or like an amano shrimp? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, and then what else do we see? Um, it varies. Was it lots of goldfish? Lots of goldfish. Lots of goldfish with their swim bladder problems. That was okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. And so, wow. what, what causes swim bladder? Woo! This is a. Uh, Excellent question. Um, okay. It's multifactorial. I'll give you an example. Uh, okay, here's the analogy for dogs and cats, right? Swim bladder for fish effectively affects their mobility, right? Right. Where they are in the vertical column, how they swim. Uh, for dogs and cats, I suppose the equivalent would be 
um, musculoskeletal nervous system. And when you became, when you become a tactic as a dog or cat, meaning that your balance is off, um, that can Not be, much you can do. It, you know what? It, it depends. And it could be, it depends on what the underlying issue is. And it could be anything from my vestibular system in my middle ear. It has an infection. It's inflamed. I had a mini stroke. I've got something compressing uh, my spinal cord in my back. I became diabetic, and so the high sugar created neurotoxicity, uh, and so my nerves don't function, and therefore my, my muscular contractions don't work right. Um, I grew something big in my abdomen. There's a physics, there's a physical pressure there, and so I'm studying, uh, I can't hold the weight. My, uh, my endocrine system is shot, and so uh, I make too much uh, endogenous steroids, and so my, mus you know, my muscles don't work, they're weaker, they don't work properly. It's everything and anything. And so with fish, it's anything it's and everything. It's gonna wow. be the same thing. It's and tough to yeah, tough to diagnose. And so, uh, and I want to investigate further, like just what the it's gonna be typical. Would you say it's the one of the most common things you see? Swim bladder. Yeah. Yeah. Or the most common thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I feel bad when I see it. Oh, I feel bad because it's it's, it's it is one of those things where there are some things telemedicine isn't um, the best route for or suitable for, and then you should be tank side. There's and actually, that's a, that, that, that's a good point. Why, why do you think that, that something like swim bladder is not, um, I know you mentioned that to me earlier before the episode, but why do you, uh, maybe just- Swim bladder really, issues? Yeah. But no, or like, why, why do you think something like swim bladder is not something that you can do over like telemedicine? telemedicine. Or rather, yeah. You know, you can get some advice over telemedicine, but in terms of like, uh, diagnosing uh, that goldfish, just like that example with like the dog or cat, it could be any of these systems. So really, a physical uh, exam and some diagnostics are needed. Um, oh, just the water parameters and all that. Definitely going to yeah. have to be doing that uh, first line. And um, and we I've done a little bit of that in London, Ontario, probably over Christmas. Uh, there's a girl in London who's got this beautiful goldfish okay. that does figure eights. On the bottom of the tank, this big, but can't get, yeah, can't get back up, and so it's getting some lesions, and so we're treating those lesions with some antibiotics right now, um, so they don't get worse. But we're trying to figure out Why where to go. Yeah, and I want to do it, and it's going to take um, sedation protocols, ultrasound, some gear, some equipment, wow. and it just takes time to build up these things. I want to do it, and so she, so, um, so swim bladder is one of those things where you don't really have. I mean, like, assuming you did go in person, you 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 did, uh, yeah. Like, did your full analysis and everything. Yeah. Is there is there is it is there a cure for it, or is it just one of those things where, um, unfortunately, the fish is probably going to pass away? It depends. Yeah. Depends and so there is there is yeah. okay. Yeah. You know. You know what? And and here's the thing. Um, the outcome is one thing, but whenever you're faced, this is true with that dogs, cats, fish, whatever the species, in that moment when that illness. Um, occurs this is that opportunity to become that pet's advocate and you step up to it and you'll be like I don't know what that outcome is going to be but I'm here to take care of you and so that means I'm going to be your advocate I'm going to ask questions I'm going to uh, investigate sure. yeah. I'm going to get some opinions regardless of where it goes and so that's the same thing with these guys you know regardless of what the outcome is going to be I want to try yeah awesome yeah, yeah. No, that's very that's very very cool I, I, I love that okay um, so I, we, we are about about 45 minutes, yep. which is where I like to give my episodes. Yes. But I do have a few more questions for you before we ended up yeah. here. And then uh, I'm going to start with um, what probably should be the last question, but will you be down to do a part two with me? 
Oh my god, absolutely awesome. part two. Okay, uh, there's yeah. uh, We got some great origin story stuff, Marvel style. Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the original story, and then maybe um, next time we can get into more of the... the... Consciousness and fish? Yes. We talk about that what awesome. that's all about. I, I think, you know, if, if there's some cool data and research on fish that when you find out about it, you probably aren't going to look at them the same way. But fish capers maybe already look at their fish that, that way. way right. But I got to tell you, there, there, there's certain things that I learned that made me look at them uh, differently. Yeah, no, I, 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 and I would love to hear them and yeah. love to get into a conversation yeah. over that as well. And then maybe, as you mentioned, uh, kind of deep dive into some of those more serious cases and kind of see like... Deep dive into cases. Get more of that information out there, right? Yeah, yeah, you awesome. got it. Okay, um, so a couple more questions. Yes. Um, we already asked you, what is the most common problem you're seeing? Yeah. Now, is it, uh, we said it was a swim bladder. That is an internal issue, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so sw swim bladder, uh, a lot of fin rot. Uh, especially with betas, okay. anything with lo beautiful flowing long fins. I see um, that a lot. Of, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, like, I, 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 sorry, not see it. Yeah. I hear it a lot when people yeah. come in to ask us, like, "Oh, what's going on?" or like whatever. And they show me a picture. And Do you don't have a lot of long flowing fins. Yes, long, you don't have seen a lot of uh, calaminous worms. The red worms stick with the butt. Okay, okay, and, a and, lot. Okay, and those are called. Those are like internal parasites. Correct? Yeah. Okay, and how? Um, They're stubborn. How do you locate something like that just based off of, let's say I'm walking into a pet store. Is there any way for me to locate these calamus worms or any internal parasites just yeah. by looking at a fish? Yeah, when, when it's bad. When, when it's, it's bad, bad, you can yeah, see it yeah, just yeah, kind of physically. It. You can see it physically. Yeah. You literally see these little red um, uh, um, worms. worms sticking out their butt. Yeah. And um, I surprisingly see a lot of it. I say surprising. It's just I was I didn't know what I was gonna see. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, and a lot of they one, some of the standard medications to treat that, um, for example, levimisole. Uh, it's hard, I can get it. It's harder to get. The shelf life is so so. It's gotta be stored a certain way. We're still working on it, but I have alternatives and we're working through those alternatives. Awesome. These are stubborn worms that I believe have a certain degree of um, uh, resistance some common meds that I think have been used for a while. So we're working through those protocols, getting feedback from people. Very cool. Pardon me with those worms. So saw a lot of those. Okay. Uh, you know what's interesting? Dogs and cats, puppies and kittens. What's what's common when you get them? You, they you get do worms. Yeah. They get so worms. the first thing you do. First thing yeah. you do. And, um, so why don't we do a worm or a fish? Yes. There is a philosophy to that. You're going to hear people in different lanes about that. Like, I will use meds, I don't like to use them, but I gotta tell you, in the dog or cat world, commonplace, easy peasy, it's the standard. And I'll tell you, it's becoming more and more common in the reptile world as well, people are Is going it? to, yeah, so uh, from from my understanding, not, not captive bred animals, yeah. but a lot more people are opting to um, deworm their wild caught animals as soon as they bring them in. Yeah. And and I mean, you're seeing the benefits, like mountain horn dragons, something I was telling you about earlier. Um, yes. the, the mother to my, the babies that I have, I made that sounded so wrong. I, <laughs> yeah. um, wrong or right? <laughs> well, so so the female was originally wild caught, came into the store. Um, she she laid the eggs, so she was gravid from the wild, yeah. and then I believe she passed away almost immediately after that. So that's probably the stress of of just coming in gravid and all of that. Yeah. Um, but mm. uh, I know that this is a very common thing for mountain horn dragons, and they're seeing more and more that the people who are deworming them are having a higher success of keeping them afterwards. So it, it is it is starting to enter the reptile world, and I can definitely see it starting to come in with um into the fish world as well, into just at least the collected fish or the wild. This is good information. Yeah, you know why I like this information. Um, okay, as a vet, what's mm -hmm. the training all about? It's actually comparative, so um, meaning that between dogs, cats, 
birds, lizards, reptiles, <laughs> uh, fish, yeah. um, uh, um, just everything. Um, when you learn about one species, it actually allows them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It allows you to make certain trans certain comparisons. It's a, right. it's a very much a comparative. And I feel like approach. reptiles are probably dosage wise would probably be closer to fish because of the smaller body sizes. I cannot believe. Okay, fish was bad enough not finding information, but there is a bit because fish are farmed uh, through aquaculture. Right. So right. there are aquaculture. And That's the similar. hobby has been around for much longer. Hobby's as well. been around. Yeah. yeah. Reptiles. I get a little Zero. eyelash crested gecko upstairs. He yeah. had a bad shed. There was a lesion under his arm. Went to go treat him. The information that out there is so... It's, it's a possible... Almost non-existent. It's almost non-existent. And, and, I and you know it. what? I, I feel not to, not to throw anything in any direction, but I feel like the, one of the main reasons that that is a thing in the reptile world yeah. is because a lot of people will um, have become very opinionated in yes. certain whether... This is right or this is right, yes. and and you know as 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 an animal keeper, as a, you have read your sliders, you yeah, yeah. you know that there's no wrong, one right way to keep an animal. There's multiple ways that are effective, and and like something that might work for you here in Canada might not work for somebody down in Australia because we have different yes. um, different humidity, different temperatures, everything here. But they're taking these one um, this one care sheet and, and, and throwing it around like it's the only way to do things. And then, so that is negatively affecting, again, people in Canada might might um, not be able to do the same thing that someone um, in, in Australia, so that's, for example, you, you, you can't keep the humidity up as high. That's probably not true, but you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah it, like the different difference in, 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 in climates or difference in even accessibility to supplies or, or different things. Um, so I feel like these kind of like, these people are putting it all, uh, are making it just, the only information you're finding is that information or nothing at all. I don't know if that was phrased properly or if it made any sense, but... Um... There's a phrase that comes to mind. Uh, there's a cool specialist I work with for not long, a couple of months. His name is Eric Tremendron. What, what, what did he used to tell me all the time? He goes, be pragmatic and not dogmatic. Do what works with what's in front of you and not and not adhere to just a set of rules or, rules yeah. or principles. We, I like that. Pragmatic, be pragmatic, not dogmatic. dogmatic. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like those turtles. I've had those. I like you mentioned those, my red or yeah. I've had those turtles since uh, 1984, 85, when I was watching Transformers as a little kid, um, eating ice cream, and uh, I still have them. And they have been across the country with them. Across the country, yeah. road trip, Vancouver Island, <laughs> and, uh, and, and flew them all the way back. Um, yeah, love those little turtles. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Dr. Gris, yes. I want to say thank you very much Fatty. for coming on. Yes. I appreciate it so much. Um, I, I, this is not the last time you'll be seeing him, and I'll make sure that it's very soon as well. I know he's a busy man, but I'll keep nagging and keep emailing him until he comes back on very soon. Definitely. Um, thank yeah. you. Thanks for so, having me on. No, for sure. And, and so just real quickly, where uh, I know you already have a lot of people sending you um, applications, all of that, but yeah, yeah. if anybody did have um, a sick fish, where can they find you? And then other, um, yeah. anybody with a dog or cat, yeah. and if you could just throw all your information out there. Yeah, <laughs> throw, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, it's CanadianFishVet.com, and that's where you find the website and the ability to reach me through a case report that you can send that I personally look at, and I go through all the details for you. And... Um, and then my mobile clinic is the 100X Vet um, in Ottawa, and uh, we're driving out every day. We've got some amazing RVTs in the city. Um, 
and uh, a fantastic uh, advocate on the phone uh, named Diane. We've got a lot of good people uh, uh, working with us. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely be sending people your way, and I'll have yeah. all the 100, uh, 100X app and the Canadian Fish yeah. Vet information all in the uh, show notes. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week.